Today, the church celebrates Gaudente Sunday. When we look at the word Gaudente, we're called to rejoice. But this rejoicing here is not just to be happy. It's a demand from Christ to rejoice. So if I was going to stand here in front of you today and tell and demand everyone here in the church to rejoice, how many, can you re how many of you can rejoice? Yeah, some of you guys. A couple weeks ago, I, was, I had to fly down to San Antonio for a funeral. And I was sitting on the plane Friday night wondering when are we leaving? When are we getting, off, getting to head off the plane and fly down to San Antonio? And we pushed back a little bit and the, uh, the captain was like, uh, we have a problem that we have to look at. One of the uh, ground crew notices this fluid leaking. So we stop, the maintenance crew comes in and kind of looks at it. They don't know what this fluid is. It's a texture and color very similar to mechanical oil. And so he goes onto the loudspeaker and says, I have to call into the EPA and have them come out and test what this fluid is. And mind you, it's four o'clock now. And we're supposed to be in the air already. And I'm kind of watching my clock like, I have to be in San Antonio at seven for a funeral. It's like, can we uh, make it? <laughs> And about 30 minutes later, he comes on and says, yeah, we're gonna be delayed for a little bit. The EPA guy is here, they're testing it out and looking at it. So I feel myself frustrated and angry and like, come on, it's like I'm looking at my watch, it's like, I'm gonna really make it. It's supposed to be a hour and 15 minute flight. Um, it's cutting it close. And then, about 30 minutes later, he calls up again and says, I'm sorry, everyone. The EPA guy is here. They just found out that someone was carrying varnish in their suitcase. And that varnish has exploded in their suitcase and now is leaking. But to figure all that out, they had to unload all the cargo from under the plane. And then so it's like, okay, now they have to clean it up and load the plane. And he's like, that's gonna be another uh, 30 minutes to load the plane back up. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like, Lord, I'm doing your will. I'm doing what you've asked me to do, to be there for this funeral. I'm not feeling so good. This is frustrating. This is driving me crazy. And then about an hour later, we finally get there and I'm looking at the uh, flight tracker, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna be there in time. I was making the calculations. I'd probably be about one or two minutes late to the mass and the funeral. It's like, okay, this is doable. So I was calming down, like thanking God. It's like, okay, Lord, thank you. I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna be there for this family. We land, we hit the tarmac at seven o'clock. It took another 10 minutes for the plane to get from the tarmac into the terminal and I'm seeing myself then again angry and frustrated like Lord I'm doing your will I'm doing everything you ask and I'm feeling frustrated and I'm preparing for your coming how is this possible 
How am I supposed to rejoice, be excited, be happy about your second coming? When things like this in my life aren't falling into its ways. I'm doing your will, but then there's so many obstacles, hurdles, and things that seem to come about in my life that makes it hard to rejoice. But it begs the question for us to gather here today, where are we really plugged into? What is our joy of life? And what's hindering us from that joy? We as human beings sometimes synonymously think happiness and joy are equal to each other. Today we get the happiness and excitement of celebrating and welcoming two new children into our family as a community, as a whole, as a family. But as soon as we walk outside that church, that happiness dwells and dissipates. No one's going to remember who these two children are. No one's going to remember the name of that child just being baptized. So what happiness is that, are, that we're experiencing then? If we, as soon as we leave the church, that happiness dwells and fades. But when we say the joy that we're called today to rejoice in is not synonymous to happiness, but this joy that we're supposed to have, that we're supposed to embody, is the joy that only exists in and through Christ. We're called today in all our readings to rejoice, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice. How do we rejoice? What are we rejoicing about? And most importantly, what hinders us from rejoicing? Pope Francis in his, in his, in his encyclical Evangelii Gaudium writes, the great danger in today's world pervades as it is by consumerism is the, is the discancellation and anguish born of complacent Yes, coveted hearts. The fervish pursuit of frivolous pleasures and bluntness conscience. Whenever our interior life catches up in its own interest and concern, there is no longer room for others, no place for the poor. God's voice is no longer heard. The quiet joy of his love is no longer felt, and the desire to do good fades. Many falls prey to it and ends up resentful, angry, and lifeless. So what is he saying to us? We get sucked into the consumerism, the ways of the world, the society, and we begin to look and seek happiness and joy synonymously, thinking that the things of this world will bring us happiness, will bring us joy. But that joy does not exist in those things. We hear in our gospel reading today the comparison of three different classes of people. The family, the tax collector, and the soldier. 
all three for us illustrate a very important thing of society. Possessions, money, and prestige. We spend all of our lives, every day, every waking moment, seeking these three things. Possessions, money, prestige. But at the end of the day, do that really brings about joy? Does that really bring us happiness? Because instead of bringing us happiness and joy that we think it's going to bring us, it brings us into this cyclical search of nothingness, of emptiness, of shallowness. And we still don't know what, we're heart, what our heart is looking for and what we're really yearning. But we hear from, from John the Baptist today, when we get rid of those three things in our lives, true joy occurs. How can me ridding myself of possessions bring me joy? How can ridding myself of money bring me joy? How is ridding myself of prestige brings me joy? Because it leaves room for God. Going back to my trip, I didn't leave room for God. I planned my schedule out to a T. I set my priorities in place. I had the best control of my schedule and I knew that I've given myself enough time to make it from the plane to the church, from the church back to the plane, from the plane to the airport. I, I planned all that meticulously, but it was only to bring me happiness. I didn't trust in the Lord to provide what I needed. I didn't trust in the Lord to bring me true joy. Because only in Christ does that joy become a gift, becomes a priceless gift to you and I. I would like to invite you to pick a saint. Recall them to mind. What makes them so great? What makes them able to endure the suffering that they endured? What allowed them to endure the pains that they had to endure through their lives? It is the joy of the gospel. It is the joy that Christ has and provides for each and every one of us if we choose to allow him to enter, to be a part of our lives. Because joy, the word joy itself, J, Jesus first, O, others second, Y, yourself third. They live those words out in every part of their lives. They want to set others first, set Jesus first. And in that, they find peace, they find joy, they find happiness. They find what they are truly looking for in life. That's what we're waiting for, my dear brothers and sisters. That's the coming of Christ. That's why we're opening our hearts and preparing a heart ready for God's second, dwell, second coming. 
for Him to dwell in our hearts every day of our lives, to walk with us, to bring us that joy. Because that joy never fades. That joy changes as our life, our situations, our struggles change. So my dear brothers and sisters, joy occurs in our lives because the very peace of God is within us. So no matter what happens around us, that joy, that peace that is rooted in God remains with us. So as we celebrate Gaudente Sunday, we're first, our first week was to prepare. Second week was to open our hearts and to prepare through the cleanliness and cleansing of our, our hearts. Today, my dear brothers and sisters, is a day of rejoicing. We're asking the Lord to bring into our hearts the joy, the eternal joy that He has, the joy that lasts, the joy that will carry us in all our aspects of our life. Because in that joy where God is first, others are second, our, uh, ourselves are third, we truly find meaning in what we do. We don't have anything hindering us from giving to God, from following God, and doing as He wills in our lives. Because our possessions, our money, and our power are tools for the, for the journey and not stumbling blocks and walls that hinder us from following Him. So my dear brothers and sisters, what is hindering us from that true authentic joy that God has for us? What is keeping us from experiencing and yearning for that joy? And what is hindering us from living that joy every day of our lives?